0: Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I'm joined by Hersh's Brittany Fraze, Director of Sales and Marketing, and Amanda Delaney, Marketing Manager, to discuss a recent major rebrand at the top 40 uh, promo supplier. Brittany and Amanda, welcome to the show, and happy Election Day.
1: Happy
0: Election Day. Thank you for having us. Jinx. Yeah. um, (laughs) Did you guys get out and vote today?
1: I early voted.
0: All right. Me
1: and everybody else with an AARP card. Yeah.
0: There you (laughs) go. You turned 31 recently.
2: She's struggling with it, if you can't tell.
0: Oh, are you? Oh, come on. That's nothing. (laughs) I'm 50. But yes, I I do get up very early, too. But maybe that's (laughs) just the normal process of growing old. But anyway, I voted. Brittany, you voted. Amanda, you're up next. I'm up next. I would love
2: to vote. Um, I'm still getting my ducks in a row moving to Houston. We've been a little busy with the rebrand since I got here. So I yes. know it's uh, some things I actually care about, but doing my part to create some social change in the area. In the meantime, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for the next one.
0: Awesome. Um, so we have a great topic today. We're going to talk about um, Hirsch Gift, turning into Hirsch and talk about the rebrand, everything that went into it. Um, but before we get started, I want you guys just to give us a brief introduction. I'm going to start with you first, Brittany.
1: Brief introduction. I am uh, Brittany Fraze, at least Monday through Friday from 8 to 5.30 or so. Um, but uh, I'm the director of sales and marketing for Hersh Gift. I've been in the industry for uh, 12-ish years now. Uh, they actually started me in the industry. I answered a Craigslist ad to be the receptionist for what at the time was Hirsch Gift. Um, so I've worn a few different hats since then. Um, did a little bit of time on the distributor side, I say enough to make me dangerous um, to come back to the supplier side, uh, worked for a, one of the top five ish suppliers, um, for again, a little bit of time. And then, uh, Hirsch brought me back last year as the national sales manager, um, to, uh, replace the national sales manager that had been here for seven years. So. Awesome.
0: Well, welcome. Um, 12 years in the industry. That's, that's great. Um, I'm 15 and, uh, you know, we got a lot of, sounds like we got a lot of experience on this podcast. What about you, Amanda?
2: Amanda Delaney, Mm -hmm. I am the marketing manager here at Hirsch uh, since March, I think I just hit nine months actually. So I've been in the industry for, my gosh, a little over 20 years in April, I guess it'll be 21. I started when I was 12 and a half. Yeah, um, distributor side, supplier <laughs> side, everything in between, and um,
1: this industry has a real problem with child labor. It really is. We have election day issues, so sorry, man. There you go. <laughs> we can up with somebody. Yeah.
2: So, anyways, yeah. Now I'm here, like I said, supplier side, distributor side, a little bit of uh, everything in between, and Brittany, I say Brittany kidnapped me and moved me to Houston um, earlier this this year for this role. So it was a very intentional move, and. I said, let's go, and I don't know who would turn down an opportunity to come work for uh, Peter Hirsch in the first place, but it's been been great so far, so here
0: I am. Yeah, you guys are both – you're in Houston. I got to, you know, give you kudos to your team, the Astros uh, beating our Philadelphia Phillies. I'm a Yankees fan, but, you know, I was rooting for the Phillies because, you know, I have to hate the Astros as a Yankees fan. But you guys, you know, after the 2017 controversy about cheating, the scandal, you guys – won one and now nobody can say you guys um you know didn't at least win one um the fairway i'm, I'm happy for you guys um you know even though as a as a uh, yankees fan i'm i'm I mean, look what are you gonna do um you guys you guys were awesome this year you, great pitching great defense great hitting
1: the Phillies put up a good fight, I have to say. And I, you know, obviously I'm an Astros fan, but if I was going to say here are some teams I'd also root for, uh, the Phillies could be one of those up until, you know, the last series run. But they put up a good fight better than I was expecting. I called them scrappy pretty often. Yeah. Um, Astros certainly made some mistakes in some of those games, but obviously the better team pulled out. It's fine. And if any, all of you listening, not Astros fans need me to bring a trash can to any of your, uh, sporting events, I'm happy to help your team too. I'll get all to right. bring on a trash can. It'll be, it'll be a great time. I so like it.
0: You're bringing the sass. I can help um,
1: everybody win. So making America great again, one step at a time, one <laughs> trash can at a time.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. And the Phillies they're the only team to beat the Astros in the postseason. So you got to give them credit for, for that. The Yankees got swept. So I'm like, you know, I'm over that, but yes, the the affiliates are scrappy. And I think they're going to be a team that um, are going to be kind of, you know, a a good team for a long time, as long as they've got, you know, the core of of players that they have, they're, they're going to be good. So they may be back maybe, um, you know, a a rematch next year.
1: I'm sure the city of Philadelphia would agree
0: with you wholeheartedly. (laughs) So anyway, we're
1: exactly how they feel about it. Yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, look, they, they don't get over things too easily. They hold a grudge. So uh, really
1: it's fine. <laughs> at least when it comes to sports, very much so.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're talking about the rebrand at Hirsch, um, which the news broke, I think, a week or two ago. Uh, there was a lot of buzz on social media that I saw uh, you guys creating. Amanda, I, I know that you were very instrumental in that. Also, Josh, I saw some, um, some, some post that you guys are doing that we're we're generating buzz itself. So we're going to talk about all that, but first I want to touch upon why Hirsch decided it needed a rebrand and when was that decision made?
1: So I'll take the lead on that question as Amanda throws me that side-eye. So (laughs) when I was the, at the time, key accounts and marketing manager in a uh, company that was very much growing substantially, but not as big as it is today, I didn't care for the name gift because at the time I didn't super think that it defined what we were doing at that point. We had a ton of retail brands, JBL being the the rock star of it at the time, um, that it, it just seemed a little antiquated for what we were doing. We were still selling some of the metal products which i affectionately call clue murder weapons um that (laughs) we were still engraving so some of that was still in our catalog we were still showcasing crystals so there was a a lot more i'd say traditional gift component to what we were doing um but i wanted the name changed at that point and most of the people up the ladder told me that i was nuts and that there was no way we were changing the name and you know different budget constraints and here's what our vegas booth looks like and um so on and so forth. But um, I did think that it was important um, when I came back as well, that this was still something that I thought that could be the the future of Hirsch, um, given a a different role that I had. And then moving into um, what would eventually be my role now as the director of sales and marketing. um, I I really wanted this to happen, but it's so much easier said than done. And it can't just be me that agrees that it needs to occur. Um, So I would say there was one catalyst that really propelled um, how we were able to get the conversation really going in a way that said by this date this will occur Um, and that's when we uh, had our Vegas graphics for our booth we've said as most do, a large booth with uh, very large graphics Um, we had them missing there's debate back and forth on how that actually happened but this would have been for the 2020 Vegas show the last show before everything happened in Vegas so um, when those graphics went missing in whatever way that they went missing they were never found so when I came on board in uh, February of 21, it was a discussion of um, if we were doing the Vegas booth for the next year, what were we going to replace those graphics with? The last graphics lasted us, I think, roughly five years or so. So, what graphics are we going to produce that will be the next few years? And these are thousands upon thousands of dollars. Um, it's not, you know, a small expense, and we were talking a few hundred, uh, a few hundred bucks here. So this was kind of my way to to remind the Hershes, Peter and Paul, my president and vice president, um, how I felt about the gift name and to start uh, kind of doing research on how everyone else felt about that name as well. Um, So it kind of started with, hey, if we're doing graphics for the next five years, what is that going to look like? And if I put Hirsch gift on there, I'm stuck with Hirsch gift for the next five years. And I don't take kindly to being stuck in one spot like that if it's not something that I don't care about. So I think that's originally where it started. I floated it past Paul, um, who again is our vice president, but the the son of Peter, he will eventually, uh, Peter's never retiring, but if he were to ever retire, then Paul would take over. Um, So Paul really agreed with me, which was very helpful that he said, yeah, I can see that being our future. Um, But obviously it's not just about Vegas booth graphics. It's every single person's tablecloth. It's at at my 25 reps across the country, Um, it's changing the website and everything that's associated with that. I mean, there's so many things that come into play. Um, so the next step. Sorry, this is the longest answer to this question, but That's there <laughs> there wasn't really like a definitive moment. There was so much uh, with it. Um, so it started off as booth graphics that kind of gave me my in. Um, the next step was that I actually reached out. I'm extremely biased. I grew up in this business. We mentioned 12 years. I started when I was 12ish. Um, so I have what my especially <laughs> after the distributor side, especially after working for uh, a different supplier. I'm like, I know that this is what needs to happen, but. I'm not the only opinion here. Not only do I have to get my internal team on board, but also is this not the right decision? Am I crazy to drop the name gift? Um, Who, from an outside perspective, can I bring in, and, and, and not only that we respected their opinion, but also would be as uh, much Switzerland as possible, because I'm not Switzerland, and certainly right. the guys with their name on the building aren't Switzerland, um, certainly a marketing manager, Amanda was not here at the time, but by the time we brought her on, not Switzerland either, um, so I reached out to uh, Bill Petrie and Kelsey Cunningham, um, who was with Bill at the time, to, um, to ask both of them hey you guys literally have your business built around marketing for this industry um certainly they've got the connections necessary to give me the truth is what i really was looking for give me the truth on um which suppliers have done this successfully before What were their missteps? What are the timelines here that we need to do this? And actually the target launch date at the time was January of 2023. Um, So that was, we were gonna, at Expo slash ASI Orlando, um, we were going to to make that the launch date. Does that launch date make sense? Would it make more sense to launch in Q4? Um, Some of those questions just started forming. And so it was asking them, hey, do we think this is a good idea? If this is a good idea, people over at Debate. What are the best ways that we can tell the Hershes that this is a great idea? Um, Because, you know, this is something that we'll have to convince them of, of too, that this is something that would be ultimately a good thing for their brand. I'm not trying to change your company. Your company's been very, very successful, um, even, you know, for a very long time, thanks to your leadership. So from a marketing perspective, does this make sense? So uh, bringing them on board, obviously, was very helpful in kind of determining those first steps. Um, And then after that, uh, formalizing the vision that I had. So questions so far on my long-winded well, answer the, the, <laughs> the,
0: the first question that that comes to mind is are you responsible for the theft of those graphics
1: uh well i can neither say i can't say anything like that without my lawyer present first and foremost so you can re-ask me that question with him present
0: no and i mean i, I jest, just but it's i need my funny.
1: rights written as well or read to me as well miranda rights are very important <laughs> to me um
0: but i find it
1: interesting <laughs> I <know>. that
0: <laughs> i find it interesting that that set into motion, or that mm-hmm. was the catalyst of discussing the rebrand for Hirsch, and it it so it basically came down to the name. So you wanted to drop the name uh, or the word "gift" from Hirsch mm-hmm. Gift,
1: and we also had a terrible tagline I was not a fan of, but yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're
2: not bringing it back. Some things need to stay in the past. You guys, I got here and I was like that that that.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it, it was back.
1: largely dropped by that point. Uh, but yeah, I needed to officially be gone forever.
0: So, <laughs> so. So the name was sort of the catalyst, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. going into this rebrand. What, so now that you've decided that you guys are going to rebrand as Hirsch, what else went into the rebrand? Like wh- What other things that you threw into, um, into the pot and to come up with this rebrand?
1: Ah, oh, so much. <laughs> so Hi. friends we call Bill, <laughs> can you read us back what you like
0: instructed us to do?
1: Right. So, um, I would say how much went into it. What was the work that was involved with it? Um, so it, it or, is or thinking the, in motion. Not,
0: sorry, um, not the work that went into it, but like what other changes, uh, were integrated into this rebrand? Like for instance, did you, did you do anything, uh, with the website? Um, you know, what else was part of this re- was it yeah. wasn't just the name and the logo, was no it? not at all okay um
1: so that is uh again part of what we leaned on brand debate to tell us of how many things am i not thinking of with my name on them but also it was us generating lists here so part of those things were our tablecloths and signage for all the reps across the country mm-hmm. i think i mentioned that already the uh literal signs on the wall of this building um were important um some of the uh, changes to our hr documents there are obviously letterheads and there are um sure. you know when we sign on new employees all of that was under her shift um, that needed to change to Hirsch and the new logos. Um, our social media, Amanda can touch a, a bit about just how much that reaches. Um, of course, there's our Hirsch social accounts, but then at this point are things like our LinkedIn, um, something that Halo actually did a, a, a terrific job of um, was circulating out their new LinkedIn banners. You know, right. obviously your LinkedIn's are managed by your particular people, so you can't force anybody to do that. And I don't know, maybe Halo does. And if so, one of them should drop me how we can uh, legally. But um, <laughs> but yes, it was one of those, you know, should we be creating these banners? And then, down to at what point do we need to create those at what point do those get launched do we share that with the team we need to tell our internal team before we tell the external team at what point did that happen it was very timeline oriented um also with the website at what point does that drop there's always going to be issues when you turn over a website url so those were things that we needed to take into consideration it was actually pushed back a week um, which can go into a, you know, I'm sure you have questions about things we ran into down the line. But um, but yeah, I mean, every single thing with our name on it needed to be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, now what's running into, of course, is 2023, um, letting our accounts know that things have changed that, you know, and nothing to be alarmed about. We're moving from gift, but we're still the same company that you've known and loved. Um, it's just going to have no gift at the end anymore. Right. And of course, to right. us, there were some major changes. But as far as, you know, mostly customers uh, witnessed, there, were, there weren't as many changes um luckily a lot of the reaction has been we called you hirsch anyways of course you know it was kind of dumb (laughs) as the reaction i did see sorry my uh my lawyer javier has commented that's why we have the fifth amendment and i would just like that uh comment stated for the record thanks javier
0: (laughs) yeah javier you know i didn't know he also uh moonlighted as a you know as a lawyer but you know in addition to doing security over at um you know, uh, Gillette stadium. Uh, he's and a promotional product supplier. He's also a lawyer. I love that. Um, He also
1: has a a young child, so he doesn't sleep. So we're in the the young parents club and that's something that we, you know, obviously have time for. We're not sleeping anyway. So thanks. I'm there
0: too. I got a five-year-old. Um, but I also (laughs) have a teenager. So she's, uh, she's harder to deal with now than the five-year-old. But anyway, I digress. Um, so yeah, you talk about, uh, Changing a name, you know, it's like you think about how simple a change of of a name is, but then you look deeper beneath the surface and you're like, oh, my God, it's a lot more difficult than than a lot of people think. And Amanda, I'm going to ask you this question about social media, because I have seen companies in this industry, outside of this industry, rebrand. They've got new, they got a new logo, they changed their name, but their social media wasn't updated. So there's actually a disconnect between the actual brand, the website, and you know their marketing collateral, and their social media. And that's a terrible experience, especially for somebody whos who doesn't really know the brand. If they go to your social media and your logo doesn't match your website, there's going to be like, is this the same company? So I know it's a little bit more difficult. Now, Amanda, I'm going to ask you, can you tell us a little bit about your approach to social media and how you guys sort of engineered not only matching the the branding on your social media but also generating buzz for the rebrand. you guys did a great job and that's how i you know noticed that there was something big coming through your social media i had no idea what was going on and you guys really did a great job thank you
2: thank you yeah thank you for all of that uh yeah, i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> no um I, I did to an extent, right? And that's one thing that I love about this company is, um, you know, we see Kaizen all the time, continuous teamwork and improvement. And it's, Brittany will tell you a million times this whole thing. It, it took a village. And so me moving to Houston, first of all, being in sales in the promotional products industry for as long as I was, and am Brittany saying, we want you for marketing. The first day she picked me up at the hotel for work. She's like, all right, here's your budget. We'll go over that um, a little bit later. And then by the way, we've officially decided to rebrand. We're going to need your help for that. And I was like, you know and in and in the meantime already i'm like i just i moved my life here so personally the the rebrand was very personal to me from the the beginning like from literally day one and um i was a little worried about coming in and so i i don't have social media experience i don't you know um but what i had been doing through the pandemic and whatnot was a lot of freelancing and a lot of social media management so i spent a couple of years educating myself and i um, just really nerding out over analytics and I never thought that I would care so much about algorithms in my life, but here we are. And that all played into, you know, obviously probably what Brittany saw, but I didn't before I came on board, um, a lot, a lot of work goes into social media management and a lot of work goes into, you know, kind of creating, creating that buzz. Like you said, I had to make space for that buzz. And so, um, I, and I was kind of winging it to an extent. I knew it worked, I knew that I was creative, I knew, you know, about what times to post and I, I knew what to look for. But I really had to do a deep dive first of all from the social media management that was happening previously. I had to go through and cut, like, cut, that sounds horrible. Sorry, <laughs> if anybody's been deleted from our social media recently. Um, but I did, I had to downsize our, you know, our number of followers and I had to and and that takes a long time. And uh, just looking at our competition and you know, seeing kind of what their what their ratios are because those affect the algorithms, and making sure that I'm staying up to date with that. And if we are going to tease something, what what's the right amount of time to do that before? You know, and then also moving forward, this is something that hasn't ended yet because we need this rebrand. Well, we want it to keep. We want the buzz to keep going until ASI Orlando and Expo because that's when we get to announce it with the new panels and. All all that jazz too. So there's there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But a lot of it was just making room, I think, um, for our reach to get out there. Um, then as you know, it's not so much about the lights, it's about the reach and the insights. Sure. And so I just really had to start educating myself, I guess, on kind of those algorithms and again paying attention to what other people were doing. And once I started seeing a pattern of what was working, learning those patterns. Um, following new people. A, a a lot of a lot of I do more scrolling on social media, I think, since I've been at Hirsch for than I ever have on my own social media. Um, But yeah, just kind of creating that room and then watching for patterns, I guess. I don't know. A a lot of it was just kind of, I'd say a guided trial and error, right? But that's also scary for me because I'm coming here. In the meantime, we just became a top 40 supplier for the first time. That's huge, that's massive. And then I just kind of came strumming in with, I mean, going back to my interview too, when they flew me out here, they said if we were to rebrand what would your thoughts be? And I was on the same page that they had already been on. I'm like, I don't think, I don't think you need the gift. I don't
1: right. pandemic
2: right. changed things. Um, I've said it a million times. The pandemic was it. I just doubt myself. So I don't say this in completely wrong way, because it's horrible for a lot of people, but I think there's a lot of us in the industry that can agree. It elevated a lot of us in the industry too. And I felt like that timing going back to the timing, this was the perfect timing. Like everything's changed right. so much. If we're going to do it, like Let's go. Um, I wonder if that really answers your question. There's a, well, I, a
0: lot. No, that's, that's that's great. That you know the preparation, um, getting the social uh, platforms ready in terms of you know doing a rebrand. But I want to talk about you know some of the the buzz that you that you were able to generate with some of the content that you guys created. For instance, uh, you guys were kind of hinting that something big was coming. So I saw it all over your social channels. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about these ideas and how you put them into action?
2: Yeah, I knew that we had to have some teasers, right? And our art director, uh, Lewis, played a, a major, major role in the design of, of so much of it. And uh, he had designed this teaser. And again, I knew that we needed a teaser. I, I had been, like I said, kind of making space and kind of putting things out there. A lot of the marketing materials that I create for our customers and for our sales reps, um, I've been leaving gift off and just using hers. So i had been for months kind of sneaking it in here and there um, playing with the colors a little bit. So it stood out a little bit here and there and whether anybody noticed or not, but I felt super sneaky every time I did it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to catch on. I know. Uh, so that all played into it. And so I knew we had to do a, a teaser of some sort, right? Generate curiosity. That's, that's, that's what we do in this industry best. And so Lewis came up with this graphic of this H that was out there and it was kind of this remix and it looked kind of wonky and Paul and Peter weren't really sure what to do with it. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's our brand, that's our voice, that is perfect. Like, what the heck does this mean? We don't know, stay tuned. And people did. And um, the influencer campaign obviously played a big, big, big part in it. Um, we went through and selected, uh, uh, Brittany, Josh and I went through and selected, but well, I think we had about 35 um, people we consider to be very influential in the industry with uh, a, a reach, the most yeah.
1: I'm huh? Sorry, Amanda, but just even to walk that back, even the selection of who was going to be the people to help us get it out there. Um, so that was something, too, that, first of all, we went to Brandivate, our first of all, hired consultants of, hey, who should we be reaching out to? Um, not just like we obviously have our own personal list, but um, but who makes sense to to reach out to? Also, should suppliers be included? Are we asking mm-hmm. them to overstep? Um, because you know uh, Charity Gibson, a huge fan uh, of Hirsch for a long time, obviously huge on social media. Do we include her? Because is that a conflict too? If she has to go to Peerless and say, "Hey, I'm really you know prepping for Hirsch, but not necessarily for Peerless." Um, so that was something that was kind of a almost moral question for us. Like, are should suppliers? be included if we include her should we include the you know the charities and the meg herbers that have this amazing reach and obviously reach some great distributors um I'll, you know a lot of the same ones as us and and we do try to kind of help out our other suppliers as well where it makes sense um but again morally is this something that we should be bringing them into or or, or is this kind of overstepping that perspective i think that social media is so interesting in that way because there are lines to be drawn there these are you know people's facebook's that it's not just industry i you know we have a ton of people that are industry influencers um yeah that are people that have a lot of that industry following, but also their high school friends are on there too. So there's only so many people comfortable with sharing on certain platforms. Sure. Um, so that also goes into effect. And then um, just to kind of piggyback on what Amanda was saying, the um, as far as the reach, so Amanda was telling me all this, here's why it's important, here's the algorithm, and you know, filling me with that information. But also she was very honest. I'm like, we need more posts out of Peter. We need more posts out of you, Brittany. We, I, I was pretty quiet on Facebook when it uh, goes to the, uh, w- when it comes to the um, the work part of it right again I I'm gonna sound so old right now but i was on facebook back when you had to have a college account so you know these are my friends from forever ago that are also right. still on there so it's not just industry people but sure i've got industry friends and colleagues and people that are on there so um it was that too where amanda's like we need more posts out of you it can't just be me and josh blowing up social feeds all the time so i think that but also being strategic about that i don't post a lot um so i try when i'm posting to make it relatively meaningful or for it to make sense for the company um and Having a healthy mix of that so that they're not super drowning in my stuff. Uh, mostly it's still pictures of my kids and videos, but um, every once in a while, something for work um, that makes sense and is kind of that intentional. So I think that intentional is probably the buzzword that Amanda's probably sick of hearing from me is, you know, what is our intention behind what we're doing with social media, with even individual posts? And a lot of that was, um, you know, are we getting the reach that we need for the rebrand? And also, are we going to annoy people in all of this? Because I don't right. want to be the person that says, I am so, and maybe there's some out there anyways. But I'm so sick of seeing Hirsch everywhere. Um, Obviously, in one perspective, we want that to be the case. But again, we want it to be intentional. We want those posts to uh, to to make sense. And there was some posts that, you know, Amanda had to try out to see if they were going to be successful or not before um, before diving in with the rebrand. We knew it was coming for a long time, um, but not everybody else did. So it was also staying quiet. So she mentions the part where she posted a lot. Didn't mention the post, Amanda, and she can elaborate that on that. Of course, where she stayed quieter on social media because we wanted to have the reach when we announced the teaser. Right, so that was, right. too that was uh, crucial to the Hearst uh, social postings. So it was very um, intentional. Uh, like, no, Rick, I'm sorry. Um,
0: I just uh, posting a comment from Dana McMillan Geiger. She said, "Thanks, Britt. There was no Facebook when I was in college. <laughs> Dana, there was barely internet when I was in college. So yeah, I, I, I felt that one there." I'm sorry to interrupt you. Hi, Dana. No, no.
2: <laughs> Thank you for your help. Yeah. No, um, yeah, to Britt's point, intentional. I'm I'm very guilty too what is Facebook? Um, I'm very intentional about everything, right? And that's just one one thing that I uh, was able to do. I think really well was execute that from coming in knowing that at the end of the year we were going to have this, and knowing that it was going to, knowing there's going to be a lot of behind the scenes work to do. So I wasn't going to buzz around all day on social media one day and not the next. And it was, yeah, just, um, the figuring out like what posts were working when I saw that people were really engaged with the Peter or the, yeah, the Peters, Peter and Paul and, you know, the culture, which is one reason I came here. And one thing I said in my interview too, is you guys are humble, but I really love you to be just a little less humble because there's so much greatness in this company. And I want to tell that story, especially as we rebrand like, I want to start telling this story. And then it's, it kind of it does give me goosebumps actually, because then it's, I, I want to tell that story and I want the industry to follow along. is like, we're, you know, doing all of this and I, I just want to elevate that. And so they got a little bit more comfortable with that, but you start noticing that the, the insights are a lot better. The reach is better. People care yeah. about that. We talk about that all the time too, right? Like you can post product after product all day, every day. yes it's important. We have great product is what we all sell. But it's the people, it's the culture, it's yeah. um, you know t- times have changed. Social media for promo is definitely different than it was before, and so um, that really I think helped kind of open up our reach a little yeah, bit, give g- us more exposure.
0: I agree a hundred percent. You know I've been preaching that on this show for a long time. It, you know, look, business is business, and you know you need to sell, but also, and this goes across all industries. If if you're posting your culture, uh, that's gonna that's gonna sell for for any business, and you know the Hershes. You know, these are the they they invented this story, right? You know, they're the ones who who created Hirsch. And, you know, I talk about it all the time at my business. We have to showcase more of who's behind the scenes, what goes on behind the scenes. And if you if you add that into your strategy, you're going to see content that's going to do a lot better than just posting product content. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to see that unless they absolutely need it. So most people are going to just kind of, um, you know, glaze over that. But to me, I feel like if you're posting content that has your, you know, your CEO, your owner, um, you know, a little bit more about their story, it's it's gonna do well. It's it, well. you know, I can't stress that enough.
1: And I think that like something too, and I, this is kind of getting off of the tangent of the rebrand, but something that that was a strategy for us before the rebrands that continued to be live through the rebrand. Peter was on his first TikTok this year. Peter's also 70 plus years. old. Uh, So we told him, Hey, get on this TikTok because why? Because it's fun to work here. I've worked here multiple times and I can say that the common denominator is that it's fun to work here. Um, That's something that wasn't super present in our social not because we didn't want to, but it was. A finding the time and then B having somebody that um, could, could really dedicate to it. So that was something that, admittedly, when Amanda came on board, I said we do need to showcase more of these stories. It's something that we've we been mm-hmm. focused on, and that's one of the things I challenged her to do is to post more um, about this team. So there are a lot more posts about our account managers and the people sure. behind the things that make orders happen for some of our distributors. Um, something that is a uh, cornerstone of this company and something that Peter. Uh, it had to have been 10 years ago at this point. Um, I remember him bringing it to a sales meeting and saying, our, our new thing is Kaizen, which is funny because it's like a word no one understands. But also him saying a Japanese word in a South African accent, like I just couldn't get over how ridiculous it sounded coming out of his mouth. So what started is us kind of making fun of it. Well, Peter wants us to Kaizen really became this like buzzword that is so ingrained in the Hirsch culture. Like I'm surprised there's not a big sign on the door that says Kaizen when you walk in, it was something we didn't even mention really very rarely in social media. Now it's something that every time Amanda posts something about what's going on at Hirsch, we just did this company lunch. We did this or that she's hashtagging Kaizen. And it's something that has followed us. Interesting. And a, a crucial part of that rebrand. Um, yeah. I and mean, we can talk about stumbling blocks later, but when we went through those stumbling blocks, it was very important. Of what What is this company about? And this company, ultimately Ultimately, is about Kaizen because of what Peter has instilled, but also what right. all of us here uh, really take near and dear to our hearts is that continuous improvement and teamwork, which, by the way, is not what Kaizen Translates to it allegedly translates to continuous improvement, but Peter added the teamwork. So again, it's really a made up thing at this point. Um, but again, very much our culture and something that sure. when Amanda came to work here was like, this is a big deal. You guys don't talk about it enough. You know, how does the, half this industry not know what Hirsch is about? Right. Um, and I, I would like to think. I mean, it's probably from my very narrow perspective of, of working here that it seems like uh, we have more of a presence where that's concerned. Now is For that sure. people hopefully are seeing that we ha- are more of a company than just, um, you know, the people that make awesome JBL speakers, right. which is also true.
0: <laughs> well, we have a few more comments from w- what I can only imagine are, um, you know, Gen X and even some boomers in here. Eric Johnson says, I did not see any posts on my MySpace account. I think, um, you know, He kicked the, me out of his
2: top eight, if I remember correctly. No, so to
0: the Top eight. I love it. Um, Eric, I think I still have a MySpace account somewhere. I don't think I've logged into it in 20 plus years. And of course, Ellie, um boomers on TikTok is where it's at. I know, it's, I know I look, and you know, TikTok is they say it's for the younger people, but Ellie's kicking some butt on uh on TikTok. She loves it and she's uh she's doing a great job there. Um
2: there's an interesting thing too, real quick, Vinny. Um yeah, I I love Ellie's um Ellie, we love you. Um TikToks. And that's one platform that I have not been on I was not a ticker talker and so coming here I've kind of pushed it off as long as I have and just really invested into the platforms that are working well with our audience and thank God it's worked because I'm terrified of TikTok. And so here I am, you know. It's it's interesting, the different platforms, but
1: yeah, yeah and i will say uh you know just a, another quick segue shout out eric johnson was actually my first mentor in this business set up by promo kitchen so let's do a few shout outs while i have a microphone um so promo kitchen set me up with my first mentor which is eric johnson i owe a ton to that guy so thanks for joking i i wasn't in his myspace top eight even though i was his mentee so if that makes you feel better amanda um <laughs> but yeah. one of my number- new mentors i have a lot in this industry and always want more but eric was the first one you so. were number
0: nine I, I, it looks like it so yeah well, sorry man.
1: A list so. Yeah, you made the
0: <laughs> list. Um, uh, so, anyway, um, moving on. I know what, there's a lot that we can unpack here, and uh, Brittany, you, you brought up, um, you know, us falling off a little bit, you know, from the from the topic. I don't think so. I think when we talk about social media, um, you know, and you guys are trying new things and integrating more culture, I think that could also be part of the rebrand you know you're you're talking about trying you know new and different things adding um more fun content so to speak i think that's that's a good thing like you know look if you re, if you're a business and the only thing that you change is your social media strategy you know you're sort of rebranding the company on social media so if you're integrating a new uh strategy into your social media as well as doing other things for the rebrand you know, I think that all kind of plays in perfectly. Um, so, let me ask you about the logo itself. And I talked to Brittany Gotzi a few months back, uh, uh Gold Bond, when they did their rebrand, and I was shocked at how much work went into the new logo that they made. I mean, look, I, I'm not a graphic designer. I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. But to me, when she told me how much work went into it. I was, I was shocked how much work went into the new logo.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. You're, you're really giving uh, giving me and Amanda, like, uh, heart palpitations just hearing it because it's so stressful. It is so stressful. Are we going to drop the green? How important is it to our logo? Is the logo going to change this way? Does it look too much like Gold Bond's logo or HPG's logo? Um, does, you know, what's the reception going to be? Is it too boring? Is it not exciting enough? Uppercase or lowercase? If we had to literally an hour where it was like, we have to shut this down. This can't be a thing anymore. Um, That was actually something I left brand debate out of the part of because we already had too many talking heads in it. I also added in the consultant, Um, not to say obviously, once it was picked, it was, hey, we're pretty sure this is what this is down. What do you think this reaction is going to be? But when we were looking at 10 different logos down to three, and everybody has an opinion and everyone's opinion is different. um, And ultimately, all of them matter. So that's kind of the the tough part with the logo change it, it matters what you know me and amanda think of it as a uh- as the marketing team heads. It matters what Lewis, our graphic designer, who if there was a third person uh, on this call in this company, it'd be him. He's created our logo. He created the green. He created the original Hirsch Giv. So this logo is near and dear to him because he's been turning it into things for years to e-blast, to flyers, to all of it. He has been the mind behind it. So not only was he tied to the logo that we had, but it was, you know, this is very much your logo too, Lewis. This is what you've been stretching on. You created our guidelines. You know what our clear space is. You have your PM colors memorized and so do we but again for him to have it uh you know down to the cmyk colors and all of it it's been his as well as this company has grown so he started as the only artist now he's the art director um and then the guys with their name on the building it's their name so we knew that it was going to be hers so it matters to them and their company what that's going to look like and be and what they're going to see for the you know foreseeable future so
0: you stayed internal you didn't go you didn't go to an agency to do the um the new logo
1: not at all. So we are blessed with an art director that, again, not only has the background of, you know, at this point, even though he's not customer facing, he knows who who our top accounts are. He knows um, who, uh, you know, and why that matters. He understands what we need for trade shows. He's created all the Vegas uh, and all the ASI show booths and mm-hmm. created that artwork. Um, so he's created everything for the multi-line wraps that we have that uh, have asked for from again flyers, every piece of collateral in this company that has had Hirsch's name on it, he's touched. Awesome. So we were very fortunate to obviously have somebody that is so. Uh, you know that, that speaks our language, so to speak. Sure. Trust me, and Amanda sometimes can speak a whole different language. Um, that he oh, and, and turns it into this illustrator just gorgeousness. So we went to him. We said, "Here's what we're thinking." Obviously, we gave him that this is the amount of time that you have to create these different logos. We rejected more logos than you can. I mean, probably to, to bring them up would be kind of funny to look at now. Again, at the time, it was it was anxiety inducing. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, believe or, it.
0: I believe it. Once you we got
1: down to the last one, I did send it back out to uh, Bill and Kelsey and said, hey, I think this is where we're going. What are your thoughts on this? What does this look like to you? What do you think the reception is going to be? And then of course they gave their thoughts and had those thoughts been negative. We probably would have made some sure. changes, but um, Bill and Kelsey both at the time were like, we love it. This is awesome. We're like, oh, okay. Cause great. Because at this point it'd be very difficult to change yeah, and we have yeah. everybody on board and, um, and it was hard to kind of step out of it. Me being here for again, you know, a, a decade plus was I had to completely step out of the situation and and just be as stoic as possible and say, Peter and Paul, this is your name. I need you to rank these logos one to five on which ones you like and tell me why, which ones you don't like and tell me why. And we went through that. What, amanda three four times four times, yeah, four times wow. before we actually got down to these are the logos we are now down to and even then made some changes after the fact to there's the logos but then there's we added a navy color what should that accent color be how does it take away from the green does it take away from the green i mean there's building brand guidelines is not for the faint of heart right we'll put it that way
2: well, I have a new And there were heated conversations too, like very heated conversations. And oh, yeah. here I am. I mean, I'm very passionate and opinionated as well. And Britney will tell me all the time that's why well. I was hired. But then again, you're coming to these two people that I respect so much. Lewis, who's been here for 10 years, who, as Britney just told you, has created her brands and changed them. Oh, Brittany yeah. 12 years. Yeah, who you know, Brittany Brittany well. <laughs> is very invested into it. And then I come in with you know a new set of eyes, new experience, and I'm like, Well, I think this and this and this, and I mean in the conference room I'm in right now, very heated conversations about logos. And I can't tell you how many times Brittany and I were like, this is the one, this is the one. And then looking back on it, every time Lewis would like take all of her feedback and somehow turn it into like three new designs, but that were still a part of what they were before. I mean, I have no idea how he's done what he he did. We'd be like, oh, I can't believe that we ever thought that logo was the one. This is going to be the one.
0: Um, well, but I it certainly have fun. a new appreciation for, for how much work goes into to logos. Um, Bill Petrie says, Lewis did an amazing job on creating a clean, crisp logo. Uh, Josh says, I'm a bit biased, but the new logo rocks. <laughs> um, and if you want to check out the, the, the new logo, just go to the website. What is, what is the website? FirstPromo.com. Yeah, check it out. And on social media at
2: FirstPromo.
0: Yeah, of course. So a couple more questions for you guys. Um, and. Brittany, you mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier about stumbling blocks. We're going to talk about, um, you know, what did you encounter? I mean, obviously going, going through getting the right logo, I wouldn't consider those stumbling blocks so much as, you know, it's like, you know, you got to trim it down to what the best one is. Um, maybe, you know, maybe it took a lot more time. Um, but can you, can you talk a little bit about some of the stumbling blocks that you may have experienced?
1: So you're correct. The stumbling blocks weren't necessarily that this is the process. I'd agree that that's the process. The stumbling block is when I say this needs to be done and I get told, oh, yeah, we don't have time to do that. And I mean, from my sales perspective, I I have this dual role of sales and marketing. So it's very tough to say, why am I sitting here filming a TikTok with the president of my company? When we have sales to go make and we have right, orders right. to go ride and I have customers that are trying to reach me. So there's definitely a delicate balance when you are talking to the owners of a company that have that in mind. Um, I do have a belief, I say to Amanda all the time, marketing is the top of the sales funnel. So if you don't have the marketing mm-hmm. piece behind it, you know, the, the sales, it, it very much goes hand in hand. But I can see how many suppliers, especially smaller suppliers, probably run into why do we have the time to do this right now and focus on is really sticking to those deadlines in a way that the other sales thing didn't then take more importance. So, Hey, this has to be done by X date, or I'm not going to have Booth panels for Vegas and a new 10 by 10 for wherever. Like all of those things would not have happened without a the uh somebody else outside of this company. It's one thing when it's mine because it's like, well, of course you want that, Brittany. It's most important to you because you're the marketing director. It's another thing for me to say, no, eight says if this isn't done by the date, then this last thing that we're trying to achieve isn't gonna happen. Sure. Um, also when going through those conversations, as you can imagine, when you are having a heated discussion about the whether the logo should be uppercase or lowercase, there's a tendency to want to pull plug on it so there were a few times where i thought peter and paul were both like why are we even changing this at all Mm -hmm. this is such a huge disaster um we didn't even think about how people are going to be affected and you know you start um almost getting into your head about all the negative things that can happen instead of focusing on the mission of why you're doing it to begin with and remember convincing these guys that it needed to happen is it had to occur to begin with, sure. much less when we were going through that. And also, why are we sitting here debating uppercase versus lowercase when there are other things to get done? Sure. And, you know, people sure. has got checks to sign, mine included. So usually I'll kick them out to do that. Um, but that too. So making it a priority was a lot more difficult than you'd sure. probably expect. I think most people listening in or most people that weren't deep in it said, well, of course you made rebranding a priority. It's everything to you. Um, and to a certain extent it is. But Also, there's still business operations to be done, and there's still national accounts to visit, and there's still, you know, uh, different events going on and shows and everything else happening in between. Um, There were people that wanted to have opinions on it. Josh, I'm sure I'm speaking for him, but, you know, of course he had opinions on the logo, but he wasn't involved in those four conversations because Mm -hmm. we couldn't have another person tell us uppercase versus lowercase. Of course, by the end of it, we wanted him on board, but that a lot of people here, and because they're so passionate and they care so deeply, which is a great thing about our team, but then also comes into conflict when we reach things like that Um, budget was a stumbling block as well as we Mm -hmm. get asked to be pulled in more directions travels getting more expensive the reps um, have uh, needs in their various territories it's a budget thing it's very expensive to rebrand from all sorts of different perspectives even down to those 25 tablecloths i have to send out to the reps Um, new booths obviously the booth panels which we discussed were stolen Maybe by me, maybe not. That's for a lawyer to determine. Hobby, <laughs>
2: um, you know. That's cards really- that had to be redone because we're not used to that new website. Because we was it gonna Hirsch-Promo going to be Hirsch Promo or HirschPromo promo.com Going back to Vinny, I think your uh, question about the social media handles—that was one thing that I was very adamant on. Um, to blame my OCD on that, but I was like, I'm not going to have at Hirsch Gift and then Hirsch be the name. And so right. making sure every so often that Hirsch Promo was still available because that was going to be our website. Mm-hmm but not changing it over and then dealing with what happens when, you know, it was um, that, that kind of stuff was a lot too. And so making room for all of that to make the time to make the rebrand happen was insane. We weren't going to put out, we weren't going to like do these teasers on social media. First of all, I had to make something, I feel like, um, which all I did was tell everybody's story from what was already here when I got here, but we had to make this something that people wanted to care about. You sure. had to make this something that people wanted to be curious about, like why there's a million suppliers in the industry. So why, you know what I mean? But yeah, the, um, the, the, yeah. I don't remember where I was going with that, but no, no,
0: that, that's part, I mean, all of it plays into it, social media, um, you know, your day to day, you know, in addition to, to now this rebrand, which I think leads me to my next question, which I think is, is a common question I ask about rebrands and what it was the t- how much time did you allot and how much time did it actually take and i th- and i think that's important because people don't expect that the stumbling blocks the 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 scope creep the you know the things that that they don't really think about kind of creeps in and it extends the actual uh time frame whereas we're still, are, yeah like we're, some people are still like doing that. hey this is going to take three months when in actuality should take a year so mm-hmm. I know, um, Brittany, you mentioned that the idea first came to you in 2020, but when did you actually sit down and start doing the rebrand and how much time did you think it was going to take and how much time now do you think it's, it's going to take till it's fully done?
1: I thought by the time that we were putting everything in motion, like, you know, let's say I I wanted a plan. If we were going to do this, it needed to be so planned out until, you know, we knew that there were things that we were going to leave out. But what is this plan going to look like? And I thought that would take about three months to develop. Mm -hmm. That process was probably closer to six, even in the matter of, um, you know, something that we didn't discuss, but very important is that uh, Peter had to reach out to a lawyer and say, what Mm -hmm. else is Hirsch in the industry or in any other industry? Because you have to step back from just yours. Who are we going to can? Is Hirschpromo.com a Available. Is Hirsch.com available? It's not by the way a machinery company owns it. Um, but going into that, right. getting the lawyer to get back to you, which they will say sure. does do on their own time, except Javi, my fantastic lawyer, who, by the way, wants me to remind you all that I am exercising my amendment uh, rights not to speak on uh, and to plead the fifth here on the um, on the logos. But I digress. So <laughs> all of that comes into play. And he says, hey, I'm waiting for the lawyer to get back. And I'm just you know, a sitting duck until he can even say, can we change the name or is it taken by something that we're going to run into copyright issues down the line. So from a legal perspective alone, now I have Peter on board, but now he's going to make sure that his legal, uh, you know, it, it's his business. So uh, when it comes down to the legal stuff, I have to leave that to him to make sure that his uh, T's are crossed and his I's are dotted. So that process I thought would take about three months, that process ended up taking about six. Um, I would say that if somebody is looking up how long is this going to take, if another supplier asked me, I would say at least a year, I'm sure mm-hmm. for larger suppliers, that's an even bigger. Yeah. Um, you no feet, but I would say that a year is reasonable ish. And again, like Amanda said, there are things we're still going through the, there's still stuff on the building that needs to be changed and we'll continue to run into it. Um, you know, it certainly wasn't perfect. I would love to think that it was, um, there's some great lessons that we've learned along the way, but I would say probably a year makes sense. But if you had to ask me what, by the time I get this in place, what would be the end? I'd say six months turned into a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's more than reasonable for a company to say hey look we want to rebrand and we want to do it in a year mm-hmm. um you know I, I think that it's just way too ambitious to think you could do something like this in three to six months um and Brittany, you bring up uh you know the legal aspect of it then then looking for website you know domains if you're mm-hmm. going to switch your domain and then i you know obviously from a social media perspective being able to switch you know the the, the user names that you have in social media and then switching up your logos. And, you know, there could be a lot that goes into this that will take some time to figure out. It's not like, Hey, you can just go ahead and do it on the day you decide that, Hey, we're going to announce a name change. We're just going to flip a switch. No, you have to kind of research all that, see what goes into it. And a lot of people will wait till the last minute. It's like, Oh shit, I can't do that. Like, like now it's like, it's like, now it's you expect one life. or it's
1: everything that you did that's gone now um again it's getting the budget stuff worked yeah. out and it's it's convincing how hey, we need an outside perspective so i need right. to pay somebody to do that bill is right. not an unpaid gentleman so we'll uh worth every penny yeah, Brandon is 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 uh, <laughs> not going to work for free no matter how many broommaid things I tried to throw at him it's uh it's not free. and it shouldn't be. It should not be free. And I think that's another thing in our business that's interesting to me is that service providers are so underrated on so many sure. different avenues. Uh, yourself included, ASI included, right of what they can do that's a tremendous asset to uh to to all of us, to suppliers and to distributors and it's something that they can shouldn't be taken for granted as much as it is.
2: And I will say that too, speaking of ASI, um, our rep, Hillary Dolphin, has been instrumental for, for me, and I know Brittany doesn't see a lot of those conversations because I've I made that, but as we talk about 2023 budgets, like, by the way, here's what we just ended 22, uh, 2022 with, but um, hillary has been instrumental in, like, this is what we're going to do, like, this is where I think your brand awareness is going to be uh, the most seen, this is how I think you're going to get the most traction, um, and Keep it kind of you know fresh until you get to asi orlando and then you know same transferring that over to ppai um that leaning on your service providers and the the partners that you have because as Brittany said it takes a village but that's not just an internal village and that's not just our customers who sure. we're so blessed to have that we're so thankful that we asked them to be a part of this they wanted to be a part of that and that's a testament to you know peter and paul and Brittany and josh and the team that has been doing what they've done before i got here but yeah. Really leaning on your service providers and saying, okay, what else am I thinking? Or, you know, we, right. we, we didn't want to rebrand and then have that just drop. We weren't sure. rebranding because we had nothing better to do. We were rebranding because this is the future of this company that we're all so passionate about and invested in. So there's, there's a lot that rides on it.
1: That's I wish awesome. it was the only thing we had to do. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It, was discussions. it was a, it was a lot of fun to rebrand. So.
0: Yeah. If you could drop everything and then, just spend six months on a rebrand, that would be awesome, right? But you still I don't got- know the
2: day we went live. That was a little stressful. Brittany and I were here uh, very, very early. And uh, that was we're both kind of staring. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make the change. Also. And she's like, I'm going to send this email. And we're like, okay, you go and I'll go when it's, but other than that it was a
1: lot of fun and you know and i didn't i didn't have a big wedding because i didn't want anybody invited so my wedding was uh very small just me and my husband and the person that married us but i have been told that post a wedding you have so much planning you have so much everything that goes into it that that day after it happens you're like it's over is it over is it officially do we need to do anything no like wedding. it's like a weird like <laughs> like Venus right. that's how it felt after the day of the rebrand launched i was like okay wait We're done for real. Like, there's nothing else that's on the table. There's nothing else that needs to be done because it was always such this. This obviously a tremendous part of our jobs and everything that we normally do, anyways. But, uh, but yeah, there was almost that. uh, What I would assume is the post wedding, like, is this really over? (laughs) Like, what else do we have to do? So, uh, yeah, I'd say that me and Amanda, the whole team did. I think Louis same thing. He's like, are we sure we're done? And of course, making sure that we uh, that we actually were, (laughs) which as we discussed, there's still a few things you know straggling. Okay. Now, what do I post on social
2: media? I struggled with that, too. And I'm like, oh, I didn't plan for this. I didn't plan for like the week after. I've got nothing. Like, right, I have no right. content, which is not true at all. But it's good. Yeah, it's, you, you yeah feel it's, like- it's,
0: it's it's strange, you know, like you just all that work. And then all of a sudden it's the next day and you're like, all right, is this was- it? You know, and you're like. did they think it was as cool as we
2: thought it was like did they have as much fun as we had right right right. like yeah were we drinking too much that night we thought it was great but everybody else thought it sucked like
0: yeah and um you know there's a lot of work that goes into it that everyone on the outside doesn't see so you know when that weight is gone it's like but nobody, nobody realizes how much you were, were doing unless they've actually done a rebrand. Um, Bill says, kidding aside, working with Brittany, Peter, Paul, Lewis, Amanda, and team at Hirsch was truly a fabulous experience. Long live Brewmate. We paid him. Bill, no,
2: we're not
1: paying you anymore, so I appreciate it, but it's done All right, now. So I
0: have one final question, um, and I'll pose this to both of you. What was the most important lesson you learned during a rebrand? I'm gonna start with you first, Amanda. Oh,
2: I was afraid you were going to do that. Um, I had so much, especially being kind of my first, my first experience. Um, I learned a lot about listening, and I learned a lot about being wrong. Oh. I, uh, you know, and I think that's something I, uh, we, we, we all kind of go through it with life. But I was, I was the one who wanted the lowercase letters. And if we're being real, if we were going to do uppercase letters, the only way I was having it, as I've been here for two months at that time, was if there was a period at the end um you know for for certain reasons which all goes back into the messaging but uh a lot about being wrong a lot about putting myself out there you know to 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 move my life and take this position and have that be kind of the first like undertaking um you want to make people proud you want to prove that you were you know worth it and i often have to shut my mouth and listen to other people and realize that i i'm probably not right and that you know Fresh eyes aren't always the best eyes. You need the people who've been here for this long. You need the people who are, you know, it's it really does take a village and that every single person who was involved in the rebrand and then extending to an um, entire team who maybe wasn't necessarily a part of it, they're the ones that are gonna continue to tell that story, right? So just a, a lot of lessons in um, well being adaptable, which i pride myself on being anyways, but um, yeah, just a lot of, op- I don't think I've had to open my eyes to Different opinions and um, things that matter so much as this did in the 20 years I've been in this industry. So, wow. just, yeah.
0: Great answer. So great answer. Brittany.
1: Uh, probably two things. I have, do what you do best and outsource the rest. Don't ask me about social media algorithms. So, if Amanda said you're, we're doing a TikTok today and Josh said you're doing a TikTok today, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm doing a TikTok today and I'm doing yeah. it for the gram or whatever it is the kids say. So, I would say I like it's just uh, trust your team. Um, trust the people that have it and make sure again, the delegation piece was huge and then just letting it go. Um, it's very, um, easy as the person that ultimately Doctor of sales and marketing, I've got my name behind what people do, but trusting the team to get it done. Um, so it's that, um, the second piece that I learned is that, uh, all the research you're doing is never enough. So keep, do more research. If there's somebody else that's going through a rebrand, my uh, advice to them, take it for what it is, is uh, again, get somebody outside of the company to help, get somebody to tell you, and then that's gonna be honest with you about it. That's gonna tell you, Hey, great idea! Your distributors are gonna hate that. Hey, good idea! X supplier did this last year. Um, because as much as you think you know, uh, you don't, uh, and it's impossible to know everything that goes on, even in this industry that is very close knit. Um, it's still impossible to kind of have your 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 brain wrapped around everything, and especially that competitive information. And there are people out there keeping up with that. Um, ASI again, you know, uh, PBAI brain debate. We've mentioned him enough that we're going to turn it into a drinking game in a minute. Um, (laughs) but there are people that literally do this for a living. So trust those people as well. Um, and again, just that research component that, that sounds never enough, but also, like you said, you, you've got to set limits on, okay, if we want this done, We've done enough about this. We have talked enough about this. We have had to learn on how to set those limits. With we cannot discuss any more lowercase or uppercase. We make a decision now, and you know those delegation things. So some things I thought that I was doing, but didn't realize how much they needed to be done um, for something as close to everyone's heart as the rebrand was and is.
0: Perfect. Great answers. Uh, again, I was. This is Amanda, and this is Brittany. Anybody want to get a hold of you? Can you guys? Give your contact information. I know, Brittany, this might not be, a, you know, something you want to do, but you know, you want to be internet anonymous. But if anybody wants to get a hold of you for business, how can they do that?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you can always shoot me an email, Brittany F at Um So Brittany F for my last name. Um, you can always, uh, Amanda, I'm sure is going to drop our 74 ways to get in touch with us via social media. Um, you can also feel free to add me on Facebook. If we have met before, if we haven't I'm probably going to deny it. But if we have met before, and the chances are high in this industry, I'm going to accept it and be prepared to see pictures of my kids. So yeah, there you go. Amanda? Yeah. And then I am
2: Amanda D, Amanda Delaney at HirschPromo.com. Our uh, social handles are all at HirschPromo. Um, so you can find us there. Our website is HirschPromo.com. Um, what else? I think uh I guess I guess that covers it. Yeah, that's that's great. But you can find guys- me personally at that promo life on uh, Instagram. But everything I post really is just related to how it's going to help boost the Hirsch promo page. So there it's you just go. A lot of <laughs> so you,
0: guys- you can find
1: me in crawfish season in April every Friday at a crawfish bar with a beer in my hand. If you oh, really no, want to get in touch with me, a good way to do it. <laughs> we,
0: can, we can keep talking. I mean, hey, like, look, look, we can keep talking about drinking beers and having a good time here. But unfortunately, we're out of time. But you guys did a terrific job in your rebrand. Um, you know, uh, we, we wrote an article on asicentral.com, um, you know, any big brand that rebrands in this industry, you know, we're covering it and you guys did a great job. Social media did a great job promoting it, uh, generating buzz. Uh, but again, this has been a great conversation. Um, and everyone check out, um, the website. What is it? Hirschpromo.com. Hirschpromo.com.
2: And real quick too, thank you to all of everybody who's been involved, their customers and, um our our influencers are awesome campaigns we had a content educational series written about us we had a song written for us some um, people just really put their own personalities into that and it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have meant as much to us if you guys enjoyed that with us so
1: awesome 100 percent thank you to amanda thank you to this whole team that is always always surprising me they're always tremendous but uh especially through this rebound project it was a labor of love for sure so thank you to that whole team that that's helped so
0: also, Thank you Brittany. yeah absolutely you guys are great guests today um, and again Amanda and Brittany I Vinnie we'll see you next time on the social angle.